This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. So good to see you again. Thank you for being here. It doesn't go unnoticed. So why don't you come for a walk with me? I'd love that. I hope you do too. So I'm standing down the end of the valley. Hear the water running in. It's a lovely sound. It's nice to have some water out again. We haven't had enough rain to make that sound for quite some time. So the lake's just filling up a bit. I don't know whether it's the rain or whether it's the sun, combination of both, but some of the young alpacas have just suddenly started sprouting. <laughs> they seem to have grown some legs. They're getting a little bit longer, they're a little bit taller, a little bit filling out. The fleece is helping because it's kind of growing a bit longer. So it's not just, I've just had my hair cut. It hasn't got that recent shearing look about it. And uh, it is filling out nicely. And so it's a, it's a nice day for just reflecting on everything that's going on. Lots of butterflies around. We've had some warmth coming after a series of colder, wetter days. And I just see everything seems to go, oh, yeah, that was refreshing. And off it goes again. <laughs> There's also a bunch of other things that are flying. So there's oh, pesky flies and biting flies. And, but those, those really big horse flies, no, they've gone now. They've had their day. Haven't seen any for uh, a week or more. More, I think. So that's good. We've got various piles of uh, cut weeds to be collected and disposed of. And yeah, things are moving on progressing through. Now, I'm looking at some of these blackberries that are around, uh, future blackberries. There are not that many ripe ones at the moment. And yeah, that's coming too. So are we in the summer still? Ah, yes, of course we are. But we, we kind of tip over into the, the fruitful part of the summer, the fruitful part of almost being towards the uh, harvest. So, what's your harvest this year? Have you had a good harvest with the fleece? Hope your fleece for your animals is proving satisfying. Uh, don't just leave it in the corner. It's so complicated sometimes, isn't it, to, to work out what to do with it. It can end up staying in the corner and too long. So do try doing something with it. And the other thing that could be this season's crop would be the youngsters born uh, depending on which time zone you're in which end of the world so now you're going into winter at uh, in australia most of them are going to arrive by now there's some few more to still come we haven't got any this year because we've been resetting it's interesting the three boys who we separated off are quite happy now running around their little field <laughs> they seem to have balanced up quite nicely there's one that's less involved in, in the in the rough and tumble he stands at the back, sort of looks round the other two when, when we come into the field. But they're doing well and they, they're 
growing on nicely, so that's good. The, the rest of the girls, I can see them as I'm approaching here. I'm going to take a picture and I'll put that on the website. You want to go to alpacatribe.com and this episode will be having this picture. Uh, they're very happy. They're all sat in front of the buildings and enjoying the late afternoon sun just before tea. And some of them have clocked that I'm not too far away and I'm on my way. So, so they will all be getting up and moving. So I want to try and catch this picture. I want to get close enough, but not too close. Have you found that taking photographs of alpacas is a bit of a challenge sometimes? This all kind of issues that you have to juggle. Is there enough light? Is it the right kind of light for the right color of the alpaca? So some of the, the darker alpacas, the black ones, the dark brown ones, they, they can be really tricky to get the right kind of light particularly if you want to catch around the face and, and get their eyes. It's difficult to get the right exposure, I've found. And getting the expression right, are the ears up, are the ears down or back? And all those kind of things. Do you know some of these pictures, have you seen them in the magazines when, and, and on the websites as well, where they, they have these alert alpacas? Do you know how they get them? Do you know how, how they sometimes get them? I'm not sure they always get them this way. But they, they have a dog and they bring the dog and the, and the alpacas go, ooh, what's that? And they all stand at alert. They stand up a bit taller. Their ears are all on there and focusing on this thing. So it's a, a way of kind of catching the attention of the alpaca and making them look all super present. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't have to cheat like that. I mean, if you wait long enough, be patient. You can get some decent pictures. Uh, that's the beauty of your digital camera, of course. You can take loads and loads of pictures and throw them all away apart from the one that you want. Do you ever do that? No, no, I don't. If you're anything like me, you've got thousands, probably literally now, thousands of pictures of alpacas. <laughs> you have to find a way of, of tagging them. We've got some definite clearing of the corners now. Some birds, they were making definite, definite something calls. They sounded a bit urgent. So the swallows, here they come whizzing back through the windows and things. I saw them chasing off some uh, black and whites this morning, chasing off the magpies. Magpie was in trying to rob the nest of some kind. I'm not sure that they can get to them very easily. There's some of the ones that are up in the top in the corner. I'm not sure how they, the magpie, unless they're sitting on a crossbeam of some kind, whether they can get up to actually get to the nest. So I hope that they, there's no sign anyway that they've actually taken anything. But uh, it's a little bit... Worrying, and it was just the the adults were getting on, and, and they're, they're whizzing around on the lake now, just collecting insects and things, touching in the water. But they they were whizzing around, and they sort of saw off the sort of chased off the magpies. But uh, and then straight went, you know, straight off back again to feeding. And it's always kind of you don't know, do you? You go off and leave the nest, and you come back, and you hope everyone's still all right when you you get back. It's just the way they have to function so their concentration is on i've got to feed these little ones get them big and strong and ready to leave the nest and that's the first priority and if i can get them out of the nest then they're, they're going to be safer a lot more water around surface water and oozing out <laughs> of the ground water it's kind of coming out of places that they've been dry for a long time so it's nice because that means we've had a decent dose of water which is kind of filling up the the aquifer again certainly filling up the lake a bit more we're not as down low as we have been. It's such a nice sight. I, I, it makes me feel good. <laughs> makes me feel very positive when I see the lake coming up. And there's some bits now that the alpacas can't get to or won't want to get to. 
And there's another bit where I'm thinking, oh, could do with something here to stop them just stepping down and off. They haven't shown any interest in doing that, but I've blocked off all the easy bits so that perhaps they'll take the hard bit that's left because that's all that's left. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. If we need to, we'll finish off that bit of fencing. I'm not going to fence the whole lake, that's for sure. That doesn't seem sensible, but this is a temporary thing, at least to get it in place. And uh, I've been using some various things. I mean, you do all the, the standard things, but I've been joining a couple of bits of fences and trying to get some tension. So I used a uh, gripple. Gripple is a particular, uh, what is it, solution um, for fencing. And there are little bits. It's, it all gets quite a bit expensive, but it, it does the job really quickly, really easily. It's good for repairs of a section of fence. Um, and there's a tool which is expensive initially, but isn't so bad once you've got it. And you feed the wire strand one way, one way, and the other way. And it's it's got a, into this little, little cast thing. Um, and it's got a one-way valve. No, it can't have a one-way valve. It's for putting wire through. But you know what I mean. So it's a one-way kind of thing. It rolls past and then it jams. It stops. It won't, won't pull back. So it holds the tension. And then this uh, tool, I'll put a link in there again. Another something else to look at on the website. And that then just allows you to bring the tension. And I'm amazed just quite how quickly it can pull the tension on, on the fence and give it a good standard tension there's a, there's a little tool you can get which i have got one somewhere and i can't find it there's a couple of things that i would like to just release and re redo but uh i haven't been able to find my release tool it's basically it's just a bit of plastic with a a long thin piece of metal it's more than a bit of wire but it's a long piece of metal which you poke into a hole and it releases this this non-return <laughs> feature uh, but if you haven't got one of those, you're stuck. Because once it's gone, it's not going to come back. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to get myself another one of those. So, and I've got it somewhere safe. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I have lots of safe places that I put things. Do you do that as well? I put things in safe places. And then I can't find them. So, in this case, the birds have been putting their youngsters in safe places. And they do know where to find them. And they keep coming back. Sneezing, sneezing alpaca that was, and uh, they they're doing the thing, and I, and I guess it, oh, it's not going to be all that long. Where are we now? Beginning of August, so it's not going to be all that long, and the adults will be disappearing off and leaving the youngsters behind. Hi, that's a funny old way of doing things, isn't it? It's just different, different birds, different behaviours, different life cycles, different animals. The alpacas are different to the sheep. The sheep. Oh, there's similarities, yeah, but very distinct as well. So they're all enjoying grazing. I've had, had our dried food. We'll now have some grass, please. And I'm being watched. <laughs> Hello, Hermione. How are you, sweet one? Ears go back. And who's, who's the little one's going to? Her little one's just going over to have a be, be next to mum. And, uh, yeah. So Hermione's doing... Oh, Okay, she was doing something yesterday. I just want to keep an eye on her. I do worry about her. She's a sweetie. She's getting old. Uh, just a little bit things to notice. She's getting a bit older. And we just need to be aware of those things, don't we? So I'm keeping an eye on Hermione. And uh, <laughs> if I make, up, make, make too much, too, show too much interest, 
it puts her off and she stands back and she doesn't come down to feed. Well, that's defeating the object. That's not what I'm trying to encourage. Stand back and don't eat. Don't eat. I'm encouraging you to eat. So uh, I've got to kind of watch her out of the side of my eye just so. But, uh, she's my original sweetheart that caught my attention in the field and, and caught my heart at the same time. And she's one of the reasons that we have alpacas, one of the main reasons we have alpacas. She was a standout in the field. I think she's still a standout. Yes, you are, talking to you, yes. So Hermione is doing okay, and we'll keep her on the watch list. I'm not sure you're picking this up on the microphone. I can hear the sound of grass being eaten by the water running in the background. But the grass being eaten by the, the alpacas. And they're doing that thing and every now and again they'll glance up at me and say, oh, he's, he's talking to himself again. He's doing that thing, he's talking to himself again. <laughs> they don't realise that they're famous and that they are on a podcast which goes all around the world. There are people throughout the world listening to this podcast about them. And they have no idea and neither do they care. <laughs> Uh, different perspectives on life in general, eh? Yeah. We will start to see some leaves. We've had leaves dropping. Uh, no, it's not autumn. It's not fall. It's just that they've been so stressed, I think, uh, that some of them, you know, we've had such a dry spell that some of the leaves, they, they lose them. Um, I've noticed that there's some fruits that do that as well. Some fruit, some of the fruit trees, they'll, they'll drop a proportion of their fruits. Okay, we're a bit stressed. We're going to make sure that we can survive and pass on enough genes to the next generation. We'll do, we'll, we'll lose a portion of our fruit, sacrifice it in order to get the rest, concentrate our resources. Um, super complicated, that, isn't it? Because it's not a conscious decision. I mean, it's all built into the system. It's just amazing. And I've got a book that's on my about-to-read list, which is going to talk about all kinds of things. I think you will be hearing about it because I don't think I'm going to be able to contain all this wealth of amazing information about the way things work, particularly the whole kind of network of um, things around trees and how they're all interconnected through fungi and the hyphae of fungi, the, the root system of fungi underground just the way the whole thing is all tied in together. So that will be to come. Um, I will try, try and restrain myself so I don't overload you with that. But I think there's going to be some interesting dimensions which make a bit more... I don't say make more sense of the valley, but it, it also kind of gives you a different perspective of how the whole ecosystem of this place... Uh, similar in other places, but this has a particular ecosystem. Different habitats in different corners of the valley, but the things that are all interconnected, and I'm just thinking, how can we do things with the, the alpaca poo? How can we make that more of a benefit of getting back into the ground some goodness and nutrients? And so if I've got this plan, did I tell you about my plan of planting some peas? Well, I did. I've not seen, a, not seen a single one of them. That, that worked well, eh? I'm not sure. Is it possible that they've come up and the alpacas thought, oh, they're wonderful, and they've eaten them already? I somehow don't think so. 
So I'm not sure what happened with those. Maybe I need to try a different technique and soak the, the seeds in advance, give them a head start. But, uh, we just need to find these new ways I was, I was, was mentioning about getting extra goodness out of the spaces we have with our alpacas, improve the grazing, improve the extra bits. Gets more Timothy growing. That'll be good, eh? And uh, other things. Alfalfa, it's, you buy it in a bag. I do, anyway. And you can buy it by this other chaff. You buy it, but it'll kind of chopped up and things. But um, you could also buy the seeds. So what would that look like? How would that work here? I'm not sure about our environment here. Would that work? Would alfalfa grow here? I know it does in lots of other places. Lucerne, its other name. And maybe I just need to get another bag of the seeds and we'll have a try we'll, we'll we'll do some stuff in a corner and just see what we can get with that so there's a number of experiments i'd like to try and we'll aim to do through this coming mm, summer i mean it's too, a bit, bit late in in the year in some ways but going through into the autumn and then through into next spring so i have some ideas which i want to put into practice so i will try and do some test sites that's the way to do it um and we just work out what's going to help and we'll everything is a bonus and we will see what comes. I don't know what you could do in your corner of the world. What's happening around you that you could take advantage of? What are other people doing to try and increase the foraging or the forage uh, matter for, for animals to graze or to, to harvest? I mean, ideally, you don't want to harvest it. You let the animals do the harvesting. Uh, you don't really want to get into the, the thing of having to have the equipment or bring in somebody with the equipment. So how can you grow even better animals by giving them even better grazing? I know it depends on the weather. It depends on all kinds of other factors, but tipping things in, in a positive direction where we can. And unfortunately, they don't eat nettles. And they don't eat... Well, they have a little go at the gorse, but not a lot. Um, and the other bits and pieces <laughs> that we seem to be good at growing that don't ha seem to have any positive use. Now the brambles are okay, but they grow everywhere, but uh, they they kind of take over, so but the alpacas do enjoy them and I'm seeing areas of the green with dotted darker colour, which is where the, it's the the flowers that have set and there's fruit on the way, but it's not ready yet, and that will come with time. Be patient, please this is the season <laughs> don't wish the year away let's be present where we are so if you can why don't you you know what I'm going to say why don't you go spend some time with an alpaca and talk to them about what they would like to be added into their environment you never know they might tell you have a chat and see okay take care see you again soon bye for now This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day. <laughs>